You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. It's a joy coming into your home week after week to share with you from the Word of God. The scripture says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So you can rejoice today because your sins are forgiven. You can rejoice because Jesus is coming soon. And this indeed is the day that the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. I'm excited about what God is about to do, what God is doing, even at this very moment. Well, hello, dear friends. We want to greet all of you in the wonderful name of our soon-coming King. I love talking about our soon-coming King because I know that Jesus Christ will soon put forth his appearance he will soon burst the clouds of glory and come and take his waiting bride away. Oh my, what a day. What a glorious day that is going to be. You know, Jesus did promise that he's going to come back. In John chapter 14, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, Jesus said, are many mansions. And he said, If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, Jesus said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I'm looking forward for that great and glorious day when this thing will take place. And we know your heart will be blessed today and your soul will be revived in the things of the Lord. We thank you, man. We bless you. We praise God for you. As my beloved husband come and share with you the word for today, I pray that you will tune out everything that will distract you from hearing what the Spirit of God is saying to you and focus on Him. And the subject for tonight is, Who wouldn't serve a God like my God? Amen and amen. Well, we are grateful to the Lord. We thank him for his word because that word becomes a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It gives us guidance on which way we ought to go. Today, we would like to, for a few minutes, to look at the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 20. And I'd like to read the first three verses of that chapter, verses 1, 2, and 3. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Well, my wife, I've already announced the subject for today. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God? My friends, we live in an age of many gods. And I, when I use the term many gods, uh, they are not spelled with a capital G, but they are spelled with a small g. For example, we have Ares as the god of war. We have Apollo as the god of the sun, the god of music, the god of art. We have Eros, the god of love. Then we have Satan. The Bible refers to him as the god of this world who have blinded the minds and the hearts of 
many people. Others have gods made of wood and of clay. The Bible calls them, watch this, the works of men's hands. We are warned in Exodus 4, chapter 20 and verses 4 and 5. It says that thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them. In the text, we see the phrase, before me. That phrase, my friends, has been the, the subject of no small debate. Because some people suggest it means in addition to me. They say that, that God is saying that you should not have any other God in addition to me. Others think it means in preference to me. Or whether it's in addition or whether it's in preference, the fact remains that we ought not to have any other God beside the God of heaven, beside the God of glory. So the question then is, who wouldn't serve a God like my God? Job talks about the unfathomable God in Job chapter 11 and verse 7. He says, Canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? That's what Job was asking. And verse 8 of that text answers the question. He says, It is as high as heaven. What canst thou do? Deeper than hell. What canst thou know? The measure thereof is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. So who wouldn't serve a God like my God? So let's look at this God that we're talking about. Number one, we see that he is the God who created us from the dust of the earth. The God who created me from the dust of the earth. Because all of the other gods that I mentioned earlier in the message, they did not create anything. In fact, they were created by someone else, but they themselves could not create anything. But when God, after God created me, because I'm talking about who wouldn't serve a God like my God. After he created me, took his time and created me from the head down to the toes, the Bible says that God looked back and says that his work was very good. In today's term, we would say that it's pretty cool. When you look at how what God has done, we definitely would say that's pretty cool. But he not only created me, but the Bible tells us that he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. And he says that man became a living soul. But I'm amazed today because not only am I a living soul, but the Bible tells us that we were created in the image and likeness of God himself. Oh, I am somebody. I know I am somebody because I am created in the image and in the likeness of God. Now, I'm not God, but this one thing I do know, that the time is coming when I will be like him. First John chapter 3 and verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he 
is. So the time is rapidly coming when this scripture will be fulfilled. Because when God will appear, the Bible says we are going to be like him. We are going to see him as he is. So the question is, who wouldn't serve a God like my God? Then the scripture tells us that he promised to be our father. Jesus said in the gospels that when you pray, because men ought always to pray, you've got to spend time in prayer. So Jesus said that whenever you are doing that, you must start by referring to God as our father, as our father. So now, as our father, watch this, he has authority over us. That is why he said in our text, not to have any other God before him. He has the authority. He's a God of power. He's a God of authority. So he's telling us, as our father, that you ought not to have any other God before me or beside me. Because you know a lot of folk have little gods in the corner of their bedrooms, in the, in the corner of their living rooms and, and elsewhere in their cars and that kind of stuff. But God as our father is cautioning us that we ought not to have any other God before him or beside him. As our father, my friends, he is responsible for everything about us. So he gives us promises and he keeps them because God cannot lie. He's a God of promises. And his promises, the Bible says that they are yea and they are amen. So he gives us promises and he keeps his promise. Abraham, the Bible says, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God the Father. Giving glory, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Everything that God has promised to us, God is able to perform it. And I said a minute ago that God cannot lie. And if God says that he will bless you, he's going to bless you. If God says that he will protect you, God is going to protect you. If God promises us that he will supply our needs, God is going to supply our needs. So who wouldn't serve a God like my God, my friends? You have to be the devil himself not to serve a God like my God. So the God who has promised healing in Psalms 103, in verse 3, he says that he is the God who healeth not some of our diseases. But he heals all our diseases. You see, when we have a, a little headache or a little backache and that kind of stuff, we, we think that God, well, God can heal that. That's only a minor headache, so God can heal that. But when we are plagued with great diseases and so on, we think that that's too much. And all of a sudden we start thinking, well, I am going to die. But the Bible says the God that I'm talking about, the God who keeps his promises, he is the greatest healer of all times. In fact, he is the great physician. He is the sympathizing Jesus. And he has promised that he will heal all our diseases. Not just part of it, not just some of it, but he will heal all our diseases. He said, I am the God that healeth thee. He is the God who heals us. He can do all things. He's a powerful God, my friends. He's a strong God. He's a great God. So great is his name. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So he heals 
all our diseases. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't serve a God like my God? He's the God who has promised to deliver us in times of trouble because all of us have our moments in life. We have our moments of joy, but we also have our moments of trouble. And the God that we are serving has promised that in times of trouble, he will deliver us. So he says, call upon me in times of trouble and I will deliver you. Or there's a song that we used to sing a long time ago. Tis the grandest thing. Tell the world again that our God is able to deliver you. My friends, he delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the burning fiery furnace. You know the story that when the king made his golden image and commanded that when you hear the sound of the trumpet and the flute and that and so on and so forth, that everybody would bow down and worship that image. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided that we are not going to worship any image. We are only going to worship the God of glory. We are only going to worship the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or even think, my friends. And so the Bible says that they were cast into the burning fiery furnace. But the story is this. Next morning when they went to the furnace, and opened the furnace. The Bible says that they saw four men. And the appearance of the other one was like that of the son of the almighty God. I tell you my friends. That God is the greatest fireman of all times. Oh he can go through the fire. He can go through the storm. Because he is God. And that's why he challenged us in the, in the text. That we should not have any other God beside him. Because any other God who would try that and go in the furnace, my friends, they would burn to ashes. But the God that we are serving was able to go in the burning fiery furnace to rescue his people. When you are walking with God, when you are trusting in God, when your life depends upon God, my friends, you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you will fear no evil. That's what David said. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil. Why? He says, because God is with me. Ah, he delivered Daniel from the lion's den. It is no secret what God can do. For what God has done for others, God will do it for you. Oh, he destroyed weapons that are formed against us. The Bible says that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No, God will bring it down. God will destroy it. That's why we encourage you today, my friends, to stay with the Lord and to walk with in the footsteps of the Master. He destroys weapons that are formed against you. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. So, so who wouldn't serve a God like my God? But watch this now. Because in that 23rd Psalm, the Bible tells us that God sets tables before his people right in the presence of our enemies. That's a powerful God. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And you know when God show up, everything else must show up. Because our God is great. Our God is awesome. Let God arise, the Bible says, and let his enemies be scattered. So when God show up to prepare a table for his children in the presence of their enemies, 
their enemies must run because they cannot stand to see that God is on our side. And it's so good to know that God is on our side in time of distress, in times of trouble, in times of trials, in times of pain. And when you call upon God, he always comes to your rescue. Oh, in that very same psalm, he says that he anoints my head with oil. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness, in the way that I ought to go. God is there for me. God is showing me the direction that I, I must take glory to his name. So who wouldn't serve a God like this? Or a God who, who watches over us. My friends, in sorrow, God is my comfort. In trouble, he is my stay. When my father and my mother forsake me, he, he lifts me up from the miry clay. When the doctors say that they can do no more for you, he say, I am with you always. And that sometimes I think that people drive them their own selves to the grave because doctors say, well, there's nothing more we can do for you. And they go home and they worry about the words of the doctors and they have not consulted the greatest physician of all time. They have not talked to God, but I came today to tell you a little talk with Jesus always make things right. Yes, the doctors, they are smart, and I know that. I'm not putting them down. I thank God for doctors. But the doctor doesn't have the last word. The last word comes from the one who created me, the one who knows all about my pains, the one who knows all about my struggles, the one who knows the way that I take, and when I'm tried, I shall come forth as pure gold. So when the doctors say that there's nothing more they can do for us, then I go to the rock that is higher than I, and I find shelter in the hands of the Almighty God. So who wouldn't serve a God like my God? He put a roof up above me. He put shoes on my feet, clothes on my back. He gave me a fine family. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God, my friends? A God who loves me so much. The Bible says that God commandeth his love toward us. Watch this now. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us so much because the scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the Bible says that he commanded his love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, but he still died for our sins. No much more so that we are his children. We are, we are his family. And so he can show his love towards us. He says that he will, he, David said that one time I was young, but now I am old. But in the process of time, he says, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor have I seen his seed begging for bread because God will take care of his people. God will take care of us. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. We exalt him, my friends. He loves us so much. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross of Calvary for our sins. So who wouldn't serve, who wouldn't serve a God like my God? Oh, what love, what boundless love the Father have bestowed upon us. The songwriter says that the love of God 
is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest head. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God, my friends? His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary that's known unto man. For out of God's infinite mercy, God giveth and God giveth and God is still giving to the glory to his name. I am serving a God who keeps on giving. He keeps on giving because the Bible says that the God that I am serving, he holds the wealth of the world in his hand. He said the Bible says that the cattle of a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. And guess what, my friends? The hill also belongs to him. So I am serving a God who is rich in houses and land, a God who has everything, a God who knows everything, a God who can do all things, my friends. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God? We we encourage you today, my friends. If you are, if you do not know Him, to join in today. Trust Him today because He's a great God. He's a true God. He's a powerful God. He will always watch over you. He will always bless you. He will always strengthen you. He will always protect you. He will always provide for His people. That's the kind of God He is. So who wouldn't serve a God like Michael? Amen. Amen. That was a powerful word. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God? And all of us can think of a reason why we should serve that God. Because He's our sustainer. He's our deliverer our provider, our redeemer, and he gives peace in the midst of the storm. He's our savior. We call him Jesus. He's Lord of all. Amen. 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 My friends, you know, we, 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 we never bring our program to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. He said in his word today, if you will hear his voice, not tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. But Jesus said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Because you know, today is the day of salvation. Today you still have the breath of life. Right now you still have the breath of life. That's why you are hearing me. And so if you, if you, are, here, if you are under the sound of my voice right now, and you have never trusted Jesus as the Lord of your life, we want to encourage you. We want to challenge you right now to call on Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come into your life and ask him to save you. But the scripture says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. Amen and amen. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your words tonight, O oh God. We thank you that we serve a great God. We pray right now for those who have never trusted you as Savior. That God they would acknowledge that they are a sinner and they need to be saved. And as they cry out to you, God, that you will hear and you will save them from their sins. We pray for those who already called you Lord and Savior, that they will continue to serve you all the days of their lives. They will continue to magnify the name which is above every name. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if this program has been a blessing to you, do let us know 
by writing to us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Amen. My friends, we are looking forward to hearing from you. You know, we have to encourage one another in the work of the Lord, in the work of the ministry, because, you know, time is really not on our side, and whatever we have to do for Jesus, we've got to do it quickly. Sometimes just a word of encouragement can put you right in place in the kingdom of glory. You can be part of what God is doing, the movement that God is doing right now. You can be part of it. So we want to give you that address one more time so to make sure that you get it. Amen. It's New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. And you can also call us at 404-964-2242. So until then... May your heart go on singing. Until then. With joy, my friends, you must carry on. Bye now. Ah, we love you and God bless you.